Welcome to Blind Shovel, an arts and music podcast. Today I interviewed M. Kettner, a ceramicist and fine artist who went to school with me back in the day. She's funny, talented, and smart. See for yourself. What's up? Hey, Michael. How are you? I'm doing okay. I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I haven't talked on the phone in like probably three years for any um, length of time. So you yeah, know, I'm honored. Only, <laughs> yeah, I made him. I'm an exception to my rule of self isolation. Yeah. yeah. Why is that? You just hate talking to people or on the phone? I think it's, I, I really like, um, I prefer writing. I like to remember what I've said uh, so that I don't repeat myself. So, so this um, is a nightmare. Yeah, this, this is an absolute. Well, and then the, also the only other um, uh, experience I've had like this is, uh, is someone in art school was like, they were like, wow, you have a really interesting voice. I don't think it was a compliment. And they, they asked if they could record me saying some lines and then, I went to see the film and my voice was like piped over this orgy scene. So I, and it was like a real, it was, it was dissonant. It wasn't, um, (laughs) I don't think, I don't think it was like, she heard the, or maybe she like heard my voice and she was like, I need to tamp down the, um, the like eroticism. Um, so, um, I think it serves that purpose, but, um, your voice has changed. Is it, uh well what do you remember it as is this the theme of the podcast you sound like a woman more like a woman yeah (laughs) i don't remember when maybe last time we talked i was putting on more of um yeah an affect i don't know i don't recall the last time we talked is it the theme no i think the theme is just people getting to know your work and and you if they already know the work go deeper oh boy you know pressure's on are you a career artist at this point you make money i i do make yeah i make some some spending money i could i bought a stovetop wow so yeah that's not a that's not meant to be a humble brag it's just i bought a stovetop and um i think with the first money i made i bought a novelty mr peanut spoon i think i sent you a photo of it i'm not sure but um, yeah, I don't know how it's been. You're represented. I've got some, yeah, I've got some people representing me, which is Ooh, a who thrill. Is I've got the team at um, uh, Francois Gabali in LA and then uh, Goldfinch in Chicago. So, no New York yet. Well, Gabali has a place in New York, so hmm. I mean, maybe I cheated my way into that scene, but uh, no, nobody in New York. I mean, I have a show coming up there, but maybe that'll be the first and last. Uh, Are you in the scene? Are you hanging out? No, I still, I mean, I'm in my house all the time. That's my scene. So Yeah, with, yeah. with Adam, your, your beautiful yeah. husband. Yeah, yeah my uh, beautiful tree, tree trunk of a man. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's in the in the garage wood wood shop. Yeah, how would you describe that for people who don't know? It's a great couple. It's like a cartoonish <laughs> couple. He's a tree trunk. I do feel like I don't know. I grew up watching these movies like um, uh, what were they called? Uh, like Simon Birch and um, this other one that was called The Mighty, where it's like one really strong friend and then a tiny like. Um, yeah, just the tiny friend that rides around on their back. So that mm-hmm. is kind of how um, that's how, how it feels. I do feel like I kind of like um, I transferred the things that my body would do to this other. It's like my external hard yeah. drive, but my external body. So it's like Krang from yeah, from <laughs> yeah. Turtles. Cartoon. Well, if you if you knew the movies I was talking about, those are basically kind of Krang adjacent characters but he's happy project. being Krang and this is what is I don't know I haven't amazing. asked him, but um, yeah you don't you're beyond that <laughs> yeah you don't talk about being happy no it's been no, it's been not, how long it's not a criteria um since 2005 so yeah a decade plus almost two decades yeah 17 years yeah happiness is not part of the equation at this oh you're beyond that juncture yeah (laughs) Yeah. are you still trying to be a teacher uh not as much i mean i feel like i mean i taught for a while or felt like a while in chicago and i really loved that i thought like this is what i'm gonna do forever and um uh but when i was teaching i like I don't know, whatever I'm doing, I have to put like 100% of my effort into it or I feel like I need to quit. So when I was teaching, I wasn't really making as much, I wasn't like focusing on making art as much. um, uh, Because yeah, every every free moment I was like putting together a PowerPoint, which sounds really sad, but I really loved it. And um, uh, and I'm I'm still working at NIAD, but I'm kind of... uh, yeah the main the main thing i'm doing is working in my art um art gardening? practice no 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 gardening the, the, at least I working don't... in your yard <laughs> no that's cute yeah i need a yeah i need a rake how is niad you want to explain that to people oh sure yeah did yeah. we start oh, okay oh yeah i don't even this is it oh <laughs> that's yeah this is all right this is good official um okay. Yeah, NIAD is um, NIAD's an art center out in Richmond, California. That's where I live now. And um, it's for, uh, uh, it like provides studio space and gallery um, exhibition space and gallery like representation, I guess, to adults who have um, like developmental disabilities um, or any kind of disability. And um, yeah, I used to uh, work in the ceramics department and the painting department and the fibers department. And I worked in the exhibition team for a while too. And then I was doing the Instagram for a while, um, but I haven't done that for a year. And yeah, that was kind of, that kind of burnt me out pretty bad because I don't really like social media that much. And it was hard to do it as like a a very like structured routine thing every day, every morning at 9 a.m. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I relate to not wanting to do that. Yeah. No, and having to deadening. Yeah. Cause you're running like a whole art center now. An empire. Yeah. yeah, yeah all it's of a, it's an empire, but enough about me. 
Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. I want to. So you still work at Nyad? Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've been trying to d- go deeper into the mysterious. <laughs> yeah, it's working. You know, we haven't talked in a long time. So I know. Maybe. I'm feeling like I'm a little because I was listening to. I could listen to about ten minutes of some of the other podcasts you've recorded. I feel like I'm piecing together some of your story. I think you could like, you could listen to ten because I couldn't stomach any more than yeah. no. I think there was just something wrong. With, I was playing them right off of the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, and it just stops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you Naya, that's been a long time. I'm glad that's still happening. Yeah, it has been a long time, but and a lot of it's been on Zoom now, which is really oh. I think terrible for just oh. an art studio. Like it just doesn't. I mean, we're like making it work or whatever. And I feel like now my job is mostly like being kind of um, like a clown. But I, I think that was kind of always what yeah. I brought to the table there. I'm not necessarily like a, a skill set, but just like keeping people, you know, entertained, like having a good time. Um, but uh, yeah, Zoom is hard. Um, no, that uh, sounds awful. Yeah. You still live in the it's same trash. spot? No, we just moved. That's why I couldn't find my headphones for a while. Okay. Um, but yeah, I actually moved. Well, I don't want to. Yeah, I was going to say exactly. Say the exact. Yes. <laughs> I was going to geolocate myself. Um, everyone listening. But. Is um, this where you thought you'd be at this point in respect to, you know, your father's an artist. Everyone knows David Kettner's work. Yeah. The and, David Kettner, yeah. And I'm sure you thought you were going to be an artist when you were young, right? I did, but I, yeah, I wanted to be a writer. I, I wrote like, I remember, um, I wrote like, I like rewrote Little House on the Prairie or something. Like I was, I think I was like nine years old and I was, and there were like 12 pages on like how to prepare head cheese from like a roasted pig, pig. Mm -hmm. like just stuff I had like no actual access to or understanding of. And, um, yeah, I would write these really long really really long stories land on like 80 pages typed on the computer like i don't think we had a computer then but um yeah i was like super verbose but i didn't have that much to say but i did take a while saying it whatever it was so i did yeah i, right, I want like, to be a writer not to be insulting but that was like your thesis of senior yeah. year of college and i'm glad you don't do work like that anymore I think that that was actually one of the shorter things I wrote. <laughs> no, 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 I don't mean what you wrote. I just mean the nature of the work was very. Oh, yeah, it was super like esoteric or, yeah. or at least my version of that, which I don't think I actually had access to. Yeah, really erudite. Um, and now now the work is nothing. No. I mean, do you are you tempted to write like really long artist statements about these? No. Good. No, no. I, that's... Would, I would hate for you to have to. You don't need to. I, well, thank you. And I also really don't want to. So I'm glad. You, yeah. I, yeah. Writing has become more of a, I mean, I still really like writing um, for like, I think of writing now as like when I'm just, cause I don't, I'm not on the phone that much, but I like typing with my friends all the time. And so that's my form of writing now, just kind of like more journaling and, and um, communicating with people that live far away. But um yeah, that's that's what I thought I would be when I was little, and then for a while I thought I would be a teacher. And yeah, no, all of this is like, I mean, it seems kind of, I don't know, my trajectory makes a lot of sense, I think, in hindsight, but I wasn't expecting any of it. I just kind of singularly focused on, um, I don't know, my dad taught at an art school, so that's always where I was going. 
And right. um, then afterwards, I went to more. And yeah, I'm very, I mean, this is what I love doing. So I'm glad that I am doing it. But um, I don't know what I expected as a kid. You said you went to more? Yeah, I went, I went to school in Chicago um, for grad school and then I taught there. Um, oh, you mean SASC? I think yeah. about more in Philadelphia. No, no, I was done. Um, <laughs> remember we were talking about whether pretending to be a folk artist when you were actually educated was some kind of funny appropriation? Right. I don't remember that conversation, but it sounds like something we probably... I mean, I'm not, I'm not leveling such an accusation. I just think it's kind of no, actually, funny idea. I do remember, I think, because I must have told you, like, I had a, there was a person in my, um, in my cohort in Chicago who was like, we were at a bar and he was like going around the bar table, like saying what genre everyone, what kind of mm -hmm. artist everyone was. And he, and he came and when he was um, categorizing, cataloging me, he was like, you're the, you know, uh, like gentle folk outsider artist, which is just because, you know, of all people, like I grew up with an art professor and I have, right. yeah, and I went, and it's like, um, but I don't, I mean, outsider as a term is not, uh, and, I mean, that's like an antiquated term anyway, but why um, it seems like a very know, useful like, term. Um, I, 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 yeah, I guess everybody has their own definition for things. Um, no. so I guess it just depends <laughs> how you use it. <laughs> no, no, they don't. I mean, if you mean the outsider is outside of, yeah, academia, then yeah, sure. yeah, or the establishment. I just like, that's how I think about it. Darger is clearly out, out, an outsider, you know? Right. I don't, I, I understand what you mean now, maybe where it's like, I don't know how you could be outside. Of yeah. I'm thinking of it more in like a, in the present. Yeah. Cause it's very hard to escape. Um, yeah, this. Uh, the eye of Sauron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sees all that He's you do. Beckoning. Yeah. He's hungry. That's why it's fun to hide for a bit. Yeah. You know, you know, well, I know. Yeah. I love to be, yeah. I do. I'm. I'm very much. Um, yeah, I like the hermit lifestyle. I don't get lonely really. And I, well, but you. Can we call you a hermit if you've lived with? How long have you lived with Adam? Are you just not? Well, I, he's not even existing at this point. But it's kind of yeah. I feel like it's kind of one entity, but that's very not fair to him. But um, oh, you've subsumed him, and he doesn't. <laughs> no. God. No. Okay. No, no. I think it's an equal, well. I don't know. This is I don't kind of think of people in general, and I don't mean it as an insult. I just think we're kind of like, you know, when whatever circle you move in, you kind of glom onto each other and become this like, sort of like a mini limbed figure. Um, that's just how I see it. So it feels still like, even if yeah, you're right. It's very different. If I were living alone, I don't think I'd be um, as attractive. You'd, you'd be insane. Yeah, <laughs> I'd yeah. be long gone. Yeah. But um, are you proud of being an introvert? Um, Self-identified. I well, you just identified it, but yeah. <laughs> I guess since we're talking, you're part of this many-limbed creature, so that counts as self-identifying. No, do you identify as such? Uh, I guess it just depends. I don't know. Those labels are kind of yeah. I mean, I think I am one, but I you're also just, think you're it's just dissolving all these labels. <laughs> California, <laughs> California is rotting your. <laughs> I just this is what happens when you stay out there too long. California. I can't remember what any words mean, so I'm trying to dodge having to exactly. question, which is based on like a, defi a definitive. Um, 
Yeah, no, yeah. no real conversations. I can't. Just well, like I said, I can't be on the. I can't be on the phone. That's why I need when I'm writing to people. I have a, my thesaurus open so I can make sure I'm speaking clearly. But are you sad? No, I not particularly. I don't think, and I know some like truly sad people. So oh, they're great to know. Yeah, I know. It really is. Um, it really does love company, but no, I yeah, don't yeah. feel sad. Are you the happiest you've ever been? Uh, no. Really? I think <laughs> I think you might be. Does my voice sound really? It sounds happy? radiant. <laughs> Are you super happy? Super We're competing happy. now. I'm huh. trying to compete with you. Um. But yeah, I mean, happy. That's a stupid word in hindsight. All right, ask, well, they, but yeah, you see, know now what I you're mean. On the now I'm in California. <laughs> I just was teleported to California. Uh, yeah, I guess I like fulfillment is the more important thing. But yeah, I think I get happier as I get older. Yeah. But that like, I want to not diminish how exterior events can completely turn that upside down at any moment. So yeah, that could just be, I just could be getting a good shriek, you know, good run of things. Yeah. Just screaming into your pillow or something. Mm-hmm. I, uh, or into a well. Um, I, there's a lot of good receptacles, I guess. Yeah, I think I, I'm thinking when I'm thinking about like being really happy, I, I feel like there's like some kind of oblivion that's attached to that. And I feel like I'm, yeah, like more confident or I can feel happier maybe for longer as we're getting older. But um, yeah, I don't know if I'm the happiest because like you now you have to carry around like all these other things you've experienced or gotten to know. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. It's heavy. Yeah. Oh yeah, you just get heavier. Um, yeah. Are um, you? Uh, are you I like a dis- that baggage? Are you a disabled artist? Yeah. Really? Sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I know that you. I don't think. Oh, I think that's another thing we talked about that you're not into label. I mean, I would also just say I'm an artist, but then I'm also like super uncomfortable. I don't know. I'm still like. Um, I'm not into like, like like the primary identifier being someone's identity unless it is pertinent to the work which i guess you know as i look at it i see how it plays in but i feel like it diminishes the person often you know what i mean but tell me your side of it yeah i don't know i mean well this is more my california i guess i don't like um well i was gonna say too that i'm not really super comfortable saying i'm an artist still i don't like i feel like that's just what are um, you uh craftswoman i think i just like make things you're a creative i think yeah if you had to i don't know well i'm I'm not gonna prove it in this discussion but i think if i had to like uh, identify words that i'd be most comfortable defining myself by i'd be like i i think i'm like a clown i think i'm like a jokester I a think jester like, yeah jester i think david, and, david has that quality oh yeah he's a troublemaker yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's a Oh, he's like <laughs> a, he's like more like a like a sufi mystic or something yeah exactly he's a yeah he likes to spin a long yarn that makes no sense at the end but usually includes like his favorite joke about a frog with no legs mm-hmm. so um yeah i think i have a lot i think that's like a is it called like a, a survival mechanism survival i don't know what are, what are they called not defense mechanism i think it's like very much a way of surviving to like know how to spin anything into a joke or to oh, like yeah. find the lightness in something or 
like when a situation is super tense to just like break that tension by like tripping. So uh, mm-hmm. like, that's how I, I, that's not necessarily a thing or like a position or, or a career, but that's what I think my role is to like introduce something stupid and silly or some lightness into, um, you know, situations that feel really intense, you know, like, because I'm, I try to keep conversation at the suburban middle-aged person level of identification. So, right. you know, to them, it's Is this just your like, core audience. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I live in the suburbs. I deal with people of all ages, but I deal with non-art yeah. people. So you are an artist, you know, I just try to. All right. I'll accept that. the label. I mean, it's definitely, it's not like I think it, it's an insult or anything. Mm, it's just my like feeling like be. I need to wiggle around. It. Yeah. I suppose you're right. You know, the I reason I asked is. is like, the second thing that comes up, you know, if I search your name is M. Kettner on sculpting disability in porcelain and silk. Yeah. So obvi- obviously I didn't come up with that title. Yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, do you say the word ableist a lot? Um, no. Do you like I, that word? I mean, I get, I get why people use it. Um, I think it's like, do I like the word? I mean, I think it's an yeah, important yeah. concept to understand um, that, like, you know, space. Trying to see are, how California you got, you know. Well, you know what I'm saying. Well, I think another thing. I mean, it's not only where I live. I think it's also just like um, the disability that I do have is progressive. So you know, like we met when it wasn't really as much a feature of my day to day necessarily. So it is more so now. Yeah, you know, I can't. I can't like. Um, yeah, things are like harder to do physically, and it's it's hard to like ignore it. And so I think. Right instead of you know completely ignoring it or bemoaning it or like becoming completely like um, bogged down by it my my kind of approach has been like how can I work this into my life and into my work in a sort of like joyful funny Mm. way to sort of like teach myself you know how to find joy in it because I think you know I get you brought up the word ableist I think you know um like a lot of the ways that we're all taught, me included, um, to like think about people that are disabled is like in a sort of pity, pity you know, the, it's pitiful or we should pity mm-hmm. or like, um, or if, if I myself um, become disabled in a certain way, I should seek out a doctor to fix it or I should seek out my religion to, you know, like we mm-hmm. pray this away. It's like something we, we don't want, you know, collectively. And yeah. it's been painted as a sort of like, um, I say like lesser quality of life. And mm-hmm. I feel like being, you know, I don't have a choice to, well, I get, yeah. So I have, you know, I feel like I have to find a way to not agree with that to, to find some other way of um, embodying it. And yeah, my way is like through joy and humor and making characters that or sculptures that, you know, are kind of funny or mischievous or salacious, erotic, um, but that all, you know, have bodies that are in some way broken or combined hybrid or uh, that are tripping over something or bogged down by something. But the overall, like, um, picture they're painting is one of, like, um, yeah, fun and mischief and um, uh, 
sexuality and yeah, all these other parts of life that are not, um, I don't think they lose any color just because you have a disability or, um, and yeah, I, I think that's just, you know, a way that I'm trying to teach myself to think about it in real time and it's, it's working. So, uh, that's why I don't, I don't really see it as like a, I, I think, yeah, I don't mind speaking to it. I don't mind like, um, if that's the way, uh, like that article you brought up sort of centered mm-hmm. around that, that, um, that theme that's available in the work. I don't think that's super obvious when you look at the sculptures. I think it's just like another sort of, um, right. theme that they cross into. And because I can speak about it, um, I will if I'm asked, but, um, yeah, I think that, you know, they're about other things too, but, and I, I, I think that it's a sort of like, Mm, accessible feeling to people who like might not be disabled. I think we all like, mm-hmm. um, well, that's why it's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I think. I mean, I mean also the, the, what's the, it's like the third or fourth thing that's going to hit you, at least from my perspective, you know, the color and the form is certainly the first thing. And, Oh, I thought you meant that's why being disabled is good. I didn't mean to. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, look, heavens, no. It's look, it's it sounds horrible, but I guess I guess like I understand what you're saying that there's a perspective you can take on something and you can shift it. But then there's like this awful truth aspect where if you could choose to be disabled or not, I'm pretty sure most people would choose to not be. Am well, I wrong? The, Go ahead. I, I don't know. I can't even but here's the yeah, the interesting well part of what um kind of uh, let me feel like I could give myself permission to sort of explore it a little more directly with the work I was making is that I, I do, I am kind of in that position. Um, I, I was, I I had this like recent, you know, like sort of uh, medical exploration that was not really initiated by me, but, um, where Mm -hmm. they were like trying to identify exactly what I have and what they found out is that they actually know less than they thought they like, I have something that has never been, um, uh, identified in like the medical world. And so they wanted me to do all these like trials and tests. And I, um, that would like potentially lead to, you know, treatment or, mm-hmm. and I'm, yeah, that actually, so that that's, I was, you know, kind of faced with that decision that you just brought up and right, right. it was actually much, um, it was much harder than I thought I would, hmm. You know, because I kind of, I kind of imagine that I would, you know, and this sort of take this more like, us um, called like a more theoretical approach to it. Like, oh, if I go, then I'm kind of like admitting, you know, that yeah. I want a different life. And mm-hmm. and then if I do that, what does that say to someone else who? I mean, I just like was making up these other people, right? Who right, could, right. Could be affected by my decision when. When really it's like, I, I can't make, I shouldn't make that decision for anyone else. That's not me. But, um, uh, well, no, we can just talk about your decision. That's interesting enough. Yeah. But I think, I think as a way of kind of protecting myself from having to make that, I was trying to like pull other people into it just in my mind. Like, um, how would, is, how would this yeah. look like the whole community? But is the, first of all, all right, that's complicated, but the, we often draw these lines around communities that, that, perhaps exist, perhaps don't exist, but 
in your do you feel that you're part of that community is that like a, your primary community when you think no. of yourself and I, I didn't grow up really I mean my dad was the only person I knew growing up that also had a disability at least that I can remember and I think I really appreciated like I mean he's from a totally different generation and like mm-hmm. doctors were really using him as like a guinea pig like um like they hadn't even mapped muscular dystrophy yet they didn't even have that on right. the books you know and so they were doing a lot of like experimental surgeries and so he has this kind of different relationship to that to that world that I think is like passed down a little bit to me um but I really appreciate that you know that wasn't kind of ever what he led with I mean it was a different kind of you know we talk about like pride movements or whatever like that to me is a different kind of pride of just being like I'm a you know I'm not defined by any one part of me or whatever. Like, um, and yeah, we talked earlier that, uh, about like being a jokester, being like your main personality mm-hmm. trait or what guides you through life. So I, I still think like, that's my community, just like anybody. Right, right, right. Funny. Um, but yeah, to be more literal, like I, yeah, I didn't know many people who were disabled growing up. And so I don't think that's my main I mean, I'm like meeting some more people now, but it's also such like a diverse, like, exactly. It's super varied. It's not like even, and you know, it's funny because anyone can become disabled. Like it's potentially the largest (laughs) community on the planet, but, um, it also means that it's super, like, it's not, uh, you know, it's not a monolith. Like we don't all come from one place or something. We can't like call a specific place home we all had like mm-hmm. different needs and requirements and um i mean not yeah, to so. get all like vague with it but i'm not sure if any of these monoliths are monoliths that people you know purport yeah it's, no i think uh, i don't even I mean, it's very difficult to identify a true monolith that actually works and speaks to the benefit of the entire supposed community i think it's impossible i think the only quote I've actually heard that uses the word monolith is that it's people saying like, we're not a monolith. So yeah, there are no monoliths. You know, I got to talk to David for sure. First of all, I haven't talked to him in a while, but yeah, you got to call David. You should, do I should interview because he's not going to be able to hear you over the phone, but um, why is hearing a shot? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's a shame. Well, not all the way. I shouldn't be ratting on. You know what? I, I should, yeah, don't rat on. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking false. I should just visit him. Yeah, I, well, that's what I was saying. Go over with your podcast equipment. He'll get a kick out of it. <laughs> there is no equipment. <laughs> you got to get some. You got to get cardboard. Yeah, like an excessive, just an excessive <laughs> yeah, rig a truck load. <laughs> yeah, he'd love that. Yeah, um, I miss him. Yeah, me too, man. How often do you see him? I mean, I haven't been home. Well, actually, I think I went home last year for a few days, but I used to go home a lot more often. And then, yeah, since I moved to California, it's been like once a year, if that, and the pandemic, I didn't go home. Yeah. You know, as you were saying that, what's even stranger about disabilities, in your instance, it's, if I recall correctly, it's progressive, like you said. So mm-hmm. uh, at least when I knew you, I don't know how much it's progressed, but you, an ordinary person wouldn't identify you as such. Obviously, David's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Uh, so they'd be like, oh, it's a disabled dude. But you Yeah, he's got the sticker and everything. Yeah. So that adds a the whole merch. other layer of complexity. Yeah, it does. Yeah. 
for me, I hadn't known any really disabled people until that year, senior year of college, in which Chloe, David, and if we're counting you, um, and that changed my way of seeing a lot of things, architecturally speaking. Yeah, yeah. And you, you know, I'm going to be frank, I still struggle with like, when we're working on buildings, like ADA stuff, because there's this weird thing of like utilizing space optimally or mm-hmm. even you could argue environmentally and then having to create things that work within an ADA uh you know code yeah well hopefully I mean I feel really like there's a lot of yeah. creative solutions possible um there must be yeah that's kind of what I like about um like when I was doing the um the Instagram for NIAD Art Center. Mm-hmm. And like, it was really, I really enjoyed like um, providing different accessibility, like writing the alt text. Like that's just a creative, that can be a creative practice too. Like I don't, I don't think a lot of these things that make places are um, uh, more accessible are, uh, I, I think they just like, um, I don't know, like expand and widen what's possible. I think it's like a fun creative exercise to think about how how you can sort of like, yeah, tune a place toward people who wouldn't have been able to get into it before. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I don't, I mean, I don't think it's like, I, I think it's cool to be able to have a platform to kind of, um, yeah, speak to some of that experience in a way that doesn't feel like it's like pushing anyone away or like or punishing people for not knowing or like um, being angry at, at people who didn't consider it before. I think it's just like, um, yeah, yeah, fun to invite more people into the fold. And yeah, because especially when it is something like a, a new disability, like if someone becomes disabled or if you have something progressive, like, um, yeah, you're learning at the same time. And um, I don't know. I think it's better to do it with other people. Um, Certainly is. Always is. Yeah. I had a question. No, oh, you know what? You, we, we once talked about pity. You you enjoyed pity in the past. I don't remember. You, you still? <laughs> I, don't I, I, I remember like very... Sp- specific conversations it's not your fault if you don't remember but it was an interesting conversation about being pitied and whether or not it should be you know some people don't like being pitied you and oh, you yeah. in the conversation were like i don't mind it is, is there guess, something yeah, wrong I with being pitied? Mind. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think any of these emotions can be generative like if you're i mean it's certainly not how i want people to end end that uh relationship you right know, feeling pity but like if that's your gateway into knowing someone uh, we can start it strong. Yeah, there. we can start anywhere. I think. Yeah, we can start super strong there. Looks like um, you've been drawing more on the ceramic tiles. Yeah. yeah, I got kind of like. I mean, I got. I stopped drawing for a long time because I feel like drawing for me it was like, oh, this is something like that I quote unquote can can do. I had like a, a faculty for drawing. Is that was a facility for drawing? I don't know. Like I, I I had a style of drawing that I thought like. Um, I could do really well, but then I what I could never come up with an idea of what to draw. And I feel like also mm. just going to art school, like 
um, as an undergrad, you were always asked, like, uh, why does it have to be drawn this way? Or why did you draw this? And I just like couldn't answer any of those questions. So I just had to get away from that part of my... What a stupid question. I know it. (laughs) I've never... When I've been teaching in Chicago, I never asked. (laughs) I don't think I ever like trying to go down that road with students because it's really it really kills like some of the love you have for well it's, it, it's just like erasing your soul from the work in a literal yeah. way it's like well i, I draw this way because it's how i draw and i know that's like that can be a bad answer as well yeah i mean it's simplified on both ends but yeah because um, then you just draw like shit and you go well that's <laughs> yeah. well, the, the drawings are much less overwrought than they were back in the day in which you would get yeah. deep you get deep in there almost like you were sewing stitching yeah that's what i feel like is kind of like the sculptures now which are you know they're miniature and they're porcelain but then they're covered in these like hand hand sewn textiles Mm -hmm. and so that kind of um that checks all the boxes that i was getting from drawing before that kind of like really meticulous like tedious work um Mm -hmm. uh yeah they do all that so then now the drawings can be like a lot looser and they can also because i'm drawing them on tiles on porcelain and then glazing them and firing them and so there's there's some like surprise that happens too where i feel like the way that i drew i kind of could picture what would happen and then i could make that happen but there wasn't a lot of surprise along the way it's not like i was left with any questions afterwards and that became pretty boring and um you know i think now it's like when i if i can say this with any kind of authority i'm not but i feel like um like a good work if i'm if i'm making something i feel like that's good at the end it's like it's because i started with a question and then by the time i finished it i had a different question you know like it kind of le- leaves me wanting something else um then kind of like carry carries you forward so i feel like yeah the material does that now because i never quite know i'm like self-taught in ceramics so i never quite know what's going to happen when it comes out of the kiln and that's a little more exciting. Um, yeah, for sure. I think that is a that idea of a question generating a question I relate to quite a bit. Sometimes yeah. it feels weirdly selfish because people demand answers from you. What well, is this? What does this mean? What does this comic book mean? You know, why did you do? Especially again, if I'm talking, I'm in the suburbs, you know, and I don't, I don't want to have the I take their word seriously, you know, yeah, I don't, don't want to be in that, that position of, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They don't know anything about art. No, I mean, um, if they're coming to it, like with that question, like, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I don't think like ultimately, yeah, I think it's more satisfying to maybe, not more sad, like you don't maybe need an answer to that question, but if you come to a work wanting to know more about it and if you're comfortable being a little mystified, um, yeah, they're not. Well, <laughs> whoever they are, like, <laughs> whoever they are, they're not. Yeah, I'm a fan of them, of whoever they are. Yeah, yeah me too. I, I'll try. But and, they're not. I don't know. I feel like um, like stupid answers are okay too. Like um, I don't know. Well, you're Some a jester the, naturally, <laughs> right? You know? Yeah, you need a little absurdity, a little like. Uh, I mean, my favorite. Um, yeah, my favorite like characters from fiction are still the same as when we first met. I mean, I really like uh, I don't know if this thing related now, but like I really like uh, Cyrano, who's 
you know, he's so, he's usually on such a different level than the people that he's like sparring with or, or um, like trading insults with that mm -hmm. he ends up giving himself the worst insult because he just like wants the conversation to be at it, you know, um, even more intense than whoever he's fighting with can provide. So I, I really, I like that, guy. you know, it's like, people are laughing with him, but he's also kind of aware of an, uh, another joke that they'll access maybe later on. So, um, I don't know. I think like the drawings are, the tile drawings are a little bit easier to access too. Cause they're, they're more like, what's the word? Like illust illust illustrative, illustrative, like they're rather see. illustrative. Like they're yeah. borderline. You could imagine a New York times, you know, single panel comic and then like sure. you know, some shit written under these i i can't imagine yeah i'd like that'd be my, fun my dad is always submitting to those caption contests <laughs> so i should just let him title these but yeah they're much more uh legible like readable in a way it's like you see a person in a um riding a pig like that's a person riding a pig i mean it's also like a reference to you know like this Greek mythology, but that doesn't really, I mean, the, the main takeaway is the absurdity of that scene. And that's fine if that's all you take away. And like, you don't have to go to this ancient Greek story to get necessarily more out of it. It's just also there for you. If, yeah. That's if you why I dig in, you know, the work gets stronger over time because you bury the necessity. Yeah you, bury the lead. yeah. you bury the necessity of understanding or having had to read that or this to connect. Right. I think it's, it's like feeling like you less, like you have to prove that you've read something true, or that you've true. researched something like um, that's very high school. Like I'm smart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've read this. Yeah. And I was stuck in that for, I mean, I'm not proud of it, but I was definitely like, um, yeah, stuck in that mode for a while. Oh, so was I. Yeah. Well, that's why we're both writing fellows. <laughs> oh, that's, we, that's where Jesus. I, that's where we first met. Yeah. I remember that's the first time I met you and you said you were transferring a painting and you were really going to show those professors a thing or two or something. <laughs> and I was like, kind of just checking. Cause I was like, my dad's a, you know, it's like, I was like, I know what you're in for. I'm not sure what I showed them in the end or who I was showing, but I don't regret the decision. Yeah, you, you, you were shown. And you should. I was shown to many. And yeah. No, it was very beneficial to not draw for a year. I came out flying out of that, that yeah, panel, right. you know? You got to leave it and then go crawling back with... Um, 100%. <laughs> shame, yeah. yeah. I forgot we were writing fellows. I forgot we wrote... See, we remember a, very different, yeah. A proposed valedictorian. Oh my God. Yes. Right? That was such a wasted. I mean, no, no, no. Oh, so you, you no, agree I, with Stuart here? No, Stuart well, Elster? I do agree with, I think what he was saying is that we should have submitted like the standard. Um, I see my friends in the audience. So proud of it. You know, like what everybody mm -hmm. writes, but then once we get up there, we should have done our, our two person play. That's that not what I remember. Like full punt. That's how I, that's what, what I remember to be fair. It, like he's probably correct. You know, uh, yeah. that, that we should have been mature, recognize the context and oh, the opportunity. I, no. And we should have, no, no, he didn't like what we wrote at all. I don't think he liked what we wrote. I, well, I really remember this differently. I remember okay. him being on our team about, well, now I don't know who's right because I have okay. just a fully, I mean, I have very selective hearing and memory. 
Um, Good but trait. no, it, yeah, I think so. it's protected me well. <laughs> um, but I, if he said what I said, then I agree with him, but I feel like there's some nebulous Stuart that's our art, like remembered Stuart. That's some combination of both of our impressions of him that maybe mm. he never even talked to us about it. Like, I don't know what's real anymore, but I do, I do feel bad that we couldn't perform that. I remember being so upset the whole I mean, it doesn't matter at all, but I am still. If you read it, it's it's obnoxious. It's It's, really it's garbage. Yeah, really. Yeah, but it kind of distills that college. um, No, it was good. Like uh, um, asshole. uh, Douchery. Yeah, douchery. Yeah. yeah. Prime douchery. It was real. It was authentic. You did most of it, I think, because I've never been. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to like. Good deflection. But I, I've never been able to pun, and I've kind of pride myself on that. I think puns are bad because mostly because I can't do them. But I think that was just chock full of tree puns. There's um, a lot of tree. Well, it was yeah. a whole metaphor, an extended metaphor, actually. Yeah, I think you. I'm gonna give you the credit for a lot of that, but I, I do think I could have brought a good stage voice to it. Right? That, that Clearly, you're showing it here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. I, I I rehearsed this. You got to get this website updated. Where's 21, 22? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they're on the... I have... Yeah. The gallery sent me a bunch of photos, and then they're up on that website. And I don't know. I've, I'm a, Yeah. I've got some more shows coming up that I'll just... I'll try and um, find time to sit down at the computer, but I'm still a super Luddite, so... Um, I'll try and update it. But yeah, th- that's kind of two and a half years behind. What's uh, two and a half years in the future? Oh, I don't know. You're a planner. That's something I got from the first I'm... 10 minutes of every yeah, yeah. <laughs> other episode. That's, um, that's the whole show. It's just me talking about planning. Yeah, yeah. It's you you trying out your... your I'm working out to be a life coach. <laughs> life coach for artists. <laughs> My, yeah, I've, I've never been to one, but I... A lot of my coworkers attend. I think it's life coaching sessions. So. Really? Yeah, you, there's a market for you um, out here in California where you. Must oh, be. right. Um, but uh, yeah, you have no. I mean, look, you got to have a project that's long term. No, these things take a while. Yeah. I'm, well, yeah. Each sculpture takes a long time. I mean, I spent about maybe a month tops. About you working on, on one larger. one thing at a time? I have a bunch. So I make like a bunch of ceramic figures that kind of play off of each other uh, in the clay phase. And then I separate them when they come out of the kiln. And sometimes they're broken and I have to sew them back together. And um, then I usually, yeah, I usually sew on one at a time. Um, so you accept, you accept them as they are. That's right. Do you discard, do you discard any of them? Oh yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, okay. Come so out I thought really I thought we were going. <laughs> no, no, they're not. They don't all make the cut. Full acceptance. Um, no, but it's 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 like it's on me when they don't make the cut. It's like I, I right. You know, it's we, not, we, not their fault. Right. Well, they do have some kind of animus to me. I mean, I don't want to sound. You know, my favorite things are like the uncanny valley. Like um, I love like dolls and puppets mm-hmm. and um, and. Uh, I don't know, like bog mummies that don't really fit, but they're kind of like humans where their skin's all like melted to a certain extent or like pickled and they look, you know, I like like forensic reconstructions, all that stuff. So there's something like 
I do feel like when I'm working on them that it's not a literal conversation, but they, they usually have a different personality to me. And sometimes, yeah, they come out of the kiln, they seem like really evil or something. I just like can't, I can't dress them up. You know, I can't like, I can't get to know them better. It, it freaks me out. So yeah, I do have a box of like discarded. I don't throw them out. They're just in the back of my closet and maybe I'll. This, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the creepiest. Yeah. You'd be a horrible mother. <laughs> I, do, I do. Yeah. I don't know that I have a maternal. I think I have a very good, like, um, I mean, I love hanging out with kids, but really? uh, I think I'm more like a aunt uncle type of vibe. I don't, I, if I, I don't know, I can't speak to it. I don't have this experience, but um, it just, it, the only thing I have to compare it to is my relationship with like my work or um, my pet. And I'm just like very helicopter, you know, like I have to be all in. So I feel like, Oh, um, I don't know what that would be like. You have a dog, right? So I do just... have a dog. Yeah. What's their name? That's Irma. Irma. Yeah, she came with that name and we got her right before like Hurricane Irma. So people were like pretty like or right after, I mean. And so some people were kind of like um yeah, that was most of the picture they were conjuring, not necessarily like Irma Thomas or something who I think she's named for, but I don't know. I had a whole Excel spreadsheet of possible names and um none of them were um, as good as the one that this random guy gave her. So Fair enough. Yeah, that's the story of her name. I didn't know if you wanted the long version or not. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, we got to fill this. So you're out, yeah, we got to quote it. (laughs) So you're out here giving lectures, huh? Um, Where? Giving critiques, presentations. Oh, are you looking at my CV? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just on the lecture circuit. (laughs) Wow. No, no. Do you like giving critiques? I mean, you don't like talking on the phone. I don't recall if you like giving fritz. I feel like you do. Um, Yeah, I can get into that. Like when I was, I keep going back to when I was teaching in Chicago, but it is, I mean, I just loved that. I mean, it was like, um, uh, it just, it didn't feel like teacher or student. It just felt like an excuse to like hang out with a bunch of art. I mean, I wasn't doing nothing. You know, I feel like, yeah, teaching is just, you're exchanging knowledge with people that are, and come from different places or maybe they're younger, maybe they're not. And, um, I don't know. It's just so much fun. And I feel like, uh, yeah, I like critiques. I like just getting people to a place where they feel like they can, I don't know what I'm saying. I, I should take it. I should have anticipated this question and took notes on it. Or something. You like, you like teaching. <laughs> I, do, like, I do like teaching. You like that environment. I feel very shy about saying that. I think that's why I keep waffling around it, but why? I do like it. I think it, it's um, not lame. No, I don't know. I mean, I'm just shy about everything. I'm, su- I'm super shy. Shy about the things that I like. Um, I mean, I assume growing up with David just, you know, yeah. ma- made you ready for that environment. Your mother's a librarian, correct? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that must feel like home. Yeah, I do. I think he was a good, I think he was a really good teacher too. Um, and so that was yeah kind of motivating to go into the same or to be excited about you know doing doing that line of work for a little while and it's just super fun you should have a a show with him one day i know i'd like that 
Look at him. He's, 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 man, he's maintaining his website diligently. Yeah. He's, unlike you. He's keeping up better with this stuff. I know. I think if we pitched that to him, he'd say he'd rather have a solo show. Than, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if I can weasel my way in. Um, yeah, no, I, re- I respect him. I respect my dad. Okay. You've never made a comic book, right? It seems like it's going to happen. Just no. looks, this looks like it's going to happen. Well, I feel like, yeah, these... Well, like you said, they definitely are. I mean, they're all on square tiles. I'm just doing that because I got a box of like yeah. uh, donated. Yeah. So that's how the tiles came. But then they do. Yeah, they absolutely lend themselves this sort of like serial view. And the next couple like sculptures or objects I want to make with them are. Um, yeah, there's going to be many in a row. So they're going to be like these kind of railings, but that you read as you go up the stairs or whatever they'll have the story played out on them so um yeah they're definitely tending more toward storytelling but i've never made it yeah i've never made a comic book i don't think um yeah no no i know the sequential nature of of exhibiting is comic-like but I was just curious. I remember you sent me a website or a project where people were adding pages. Oh yeah, my friend was running that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I did contribute to that, but uh, but it's I also squares. Yeah, the inclination I also had of either I was going to be a writer or a visual artist. That just was the synthesis that made sense for me. Yeah, and well, you did it. I mean, you're doing it, or you did it. Good question. <laughs> I'm doing it in secret, but I did I did it as well. You did do and you have done and will do. No, I'm in this phase of I'll send it to you behind their backs, but Yeah, good. Yeah, I don't I enjoy not getting any like eyes on the work right now in in terms yeah. of the public and especially because comics require such it just take a really long time to make, so I don't yeah, want to feel like that. Yeah, I don't want to feel like I've accomplished something already. You know. Well, I have. I think I have all the fruit of your previous yeah, yeah. labors. We'll so. see how you feel about. I mean, I'm skewing more and more towards. I'd love to make kids' books soon. Yeah, I just was, find find that interesting. I think that's a noble pursuit. I don't know. Like that was one of my early. Mm, dreams as well um, that I think I just didn't come back to but yeah like growing up with a in a library basically I love the children's book section um, I think like perverse or vulgar adults making kids book is usually the best <laughs> not showing it but no. making it this is like or grumpy you know, there's like those couples, like, you know, how somehow there's like couples who make kids books or something and they love each other and they're very, no, I, you know what I'm talking about. I know, that, I know. That doesn't make, there. that doesn't make a good kids book, you know? No. Well, it reminds me of, yeah, like older animated movies or shorts where it's just like the content is super adult and intense and sad. Oh, that's great. And, that's great. Yeah. And it's like kids can handle that. I don't know. I'm well. They're attracted to it. Yeah, and I guess they, I'm glad they know that it's real. Yeah, it's better to have some, like, to encounter some of those topics in that way is good, I think. 
As opposed to in real life first? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean... The flatness helps. I think just also being able to... Yeah, like being... You're not in it. Like you're watching it unfold. And you can kind of process it. Yeah, and if it's animated... Watching it again. Like, I don't know. Yeah, the stakes are different. It's not mimicking photorealism or real life. So it's like... Oh, that's obviously something I'm watching. Right. Yeah, watch the dolls like um, fall into the fire or something. I don't know. I'm not thinking of a specific one now, but. Are you still inspired by other work or is your stomach full and round and tight? <laughs> yeah, it's really bloated. Um, yeah, I mean, I look at work all the time, I think. Well, now you're going to ask what? And I'm not going to. Um, no, I just, I'm curious because. I feel like I ingested too much in my twenties and I'm riding off that still, you know, like I still, I still see new work and I'm just shocked at how bountiful modernity is in terms of what's recorded and how I can like keep going and finding new things, but I need it less and less in in a weird way. Bottomless bag. I don't know. I, um, I feel like I engage with it in a different way. Like it's less academic. It's less like oh, I have to write an essay. So let me find works True. that make sense in this way together. And how can I, yeah, compare and contrast or whatever. But no, always in passing, just trying to keep absorbing like a little natural sponge. Um, I think in some ways it's also you, you somewhat beyond the imitation phase and you, you've started to solidify your own style and identity and I don't think that has to be a bad thing, but I also believe that hunger for, you know, who, who's inspiring me, who to look towards reduces. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's not like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess I agree with that. You're, I mean, contri- you're contributing solid things now. It's not, uh, you know, how in your twenties, it's very clear who people are looking at. Yes. Yeah. And I could also, and I think, yeah, I could name them in my twenties too. And it would be, obvious yeah. that that's what i'm looking at and yeah just i don't know like you said the more you have in your mind the kind of reference the like less obvious it is where these points are that that come out of your hands um these but, pointy hands yeah. <laughs> yeah these just like filed fingernails in the points but i think though because i'm you know like trying to teach myself um like ceramics and working on my loom. Like I do look at kind of more like, um, I look at a lot of weavings that maybe I wasn't as interested in before, like a lot of quilts mm-hmm. and textiles. And, and, and yeah, I look to those to just figure out like what's possible because I think you can get to a certain place just sort of tinkering around on a loom, but then to know, yeah, to even know what questions to ask, I have to like, see what's out there um what people have made on this thing so um yeah i think i look at a lot i maybe that's how i'm just looking at different art now i think in in college i was looking at a lot of painting and drawing and now it's more objects so in college you look at art that you think is art and then you get out of it and you realize again the more interesting thing is just being creating something and then you recognize that there's that generative force and a lot of different things that you could be inspired by. And yeah. it, gets, it gets much more interesting when you're not inspired by 
I feel people in your field or even people you would consider fine artists. Yeah. I mean, that's been my experience just same with my personal. Yeah. Um, I think when you get out of the people that kind of made it into the history books or something to see how much wider everything is and how much more, how, yeah, more activity was going on contemporaneously. And, um, yeah. I always have a funny feeling when I find someone who's just astounding and basically irrelevant from a hundred years ago. Yeah. That's my, my goal. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I don't know if it's my goal, but I'm pretty sure it's where I'm going to... Well, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to be astounding, but... Uh, I oh, feel right, like, yeah. Uh, I feel there was a compliment buried in there, too. <laughs> I'm more talking about the the obscurity and then the discovery. Oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love thinking about someone, some cyborg, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Trying to make sense of it with their... Finding, yeah. Robot eye. Yeah, I it's it's humbling too, you know. Like, oh my god! Because yeah. like you said, like I feel the same. A lot of the art I find that I'm like, damn, this is blowing my mind. Is like, you know, name I've never heard. A person who maybe didn't consider themselves an artist. Um, right. Uh, I just yeah, I love like a lot of those like almost like roadside adjacent to like roadside attractions, like um, the people who who kind of like make their whole world on their property or something like they yes, that place that's like the like concrete um, like garden of eden or something or, or people that like an entire wall of their house is like glass bottles i don't know just like it the art doesn't end and it's kind of you know it's for them and if you find it it's for you too but the audience isn't really yeah that's a necessary part yeah isn't that beautiful? I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what that genre is called but it's I understand why you think it's fantastic because I agree yeah. where, yeah, where it's just a, one person working on a property for 70 years. Yeah. Like carving, carving an entire basement with a spoon. I, mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. it's because it's something so, or at least I romanticize, I don't know. I may sound romantic, but my favorite like feeling is to feel like you're like outside of time. You don't have any deadlines. You don't have anywhere you need to be. You don't have anything you have to, necessarily get ton like time mm -hmm. kind of stops existing so you can just you can carve a basement with a spoon you know right if you want to i i did meet someone actually who did that that's why i keep returning to that um motif but um yeah i don't know i'm very much chasing that and um, yeah it's it's a uh uncalculated in some sense i'm moving in a different direction of extreme calculation you want to have deadlines and uh your schedule yeah. filled up. <laughs> boy i mean i don't want to i do and, oh, um, and i'm interested in what that manifests because there's this propensity and romanticism of the kind of i don't know the the not lazy artist but the lackadaisical artist being visited by the muse 10 minutes out of every eight hours you know and for <laughs> yeah, me that's for i get that because i've had that feeling but i'm also curious in like working the the other seven hours and 50 minutes in some capacity you know yeah and why does the muse i mean you don't have to be just like lying there looking at the ceiling waiting for the muse i think i think it's still true that it probably only comes a couple minutes a day but more reliably if you're working true and, and yeah and let's be real especially with this kind of work let's get real 90 percent of the 98 percent of it is just labor yeah it's not it's not just having fun ideas 
No, but it's, I don't know, it's good labor. I mean, I'm not trying to sell myself oh, on it, oh, but I mean. Yeah, I'm not using the word labor as a bad thing. I know it all. I know, that was my interpretation, which says more about me, I think. But yeah, it's it's super generative, that kind of work, I think. Yeah. Do you have too many ideas or too little? Well, that's good. I, I think actually right now I've got a good amount and I've got a, um, like I have a lot of excitement. I don't know if that's the same. Like I really want to, I want to get through this sort of series I'm working on because next I want to try to do something that's mostly like um, uh, tapestry based, like on the loom. I want to make like kind of figurative loom things. And then after that, mm. I want to try something that's maybe wearable and then I want to get into Mm-hmm. more um like uh fur- furniture sort of thing so i no you I, hit me up you call me up on the front I know, I call you. yeah i'll come visit um that'd be cool yeah i'd really because like, i know you got that cnc so yeah, yeah right, right now we're casting cement could be an interesting some men cement oh, oh all right no we don't Even cast men. <laughs> no 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 rolls open for men um yeah cool that sounds right um for like something underwater or no okay we can um, do that no further questions no i don't want under i don't like swimming but you don't like water yeah i don't like water really in general i feel like the ocean's just trying to tell you to get away it's just pushing <laughs> you back at every it step is. you take so but are you still yeah, using I mean, that small kiln or you you've gone no i leveled up yeah nice. I was able to get an automated one. I mean, I think since, well, since you lived out here and we're, we were kind of fitting, cramming stuff into that little kiln, um, I had a big one that was donated to Naya that they didn't want because it was really old and manual. And I was using that for a while, but it was kind of like, it was pretty unreliable. Like mm. things would melt a lot, but I kind of, I, I liked that for a little bit. I liked the, you know, cause I wasn't like, yeah, I don't know. At every step of the way, I wasn't like, oh, this is exactly what I meant to make, you know, when I'm working with clay. So if it kind of changed shape in the kiln, I was like, all right, this will work, I guess. So, but but now I have a nicer one that sticks to what I've put in it and it comes out looking like that still. So nice. Um, yeah, I've been pretty, I don't know if you wanted me to, to be more visual in the language I was using, but um, no. Okay, cool. Vegas where it's at. How about this Nick Norman fellow, huh? Oh my gosh. Is he going to listen? Hi, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Big fan. Long time uh, listener. Yeah. I, yeah, I just met Nick. Um, I was driving through Portland and, um, uh, yeah, I got to see his little studio, his basement. He offered me some water. Wow. Yeah. It was thrilling. And, um, no, he's super cool. I mean, he's one of the artists that I feel like I'm actually like trying to collect. Um, oh yeah, whatever that means. But I know we were like, well, I beat you to that worm plate. That's what I remember. Oh, you I did. Remember times when I've yeah, when we I I think that my memory is times we've competed and I've won, and then your memory is like that I've time misspoke. No, you're. You remember that know. time <laughs> that I bet you that Dustin Hoffman's <laughs> yes. Was Justin? No, you no. What did I? I, You said his name was. And I knew I was. I knew I was wrong. And yeah, but you you didn't know well enough to think that I was right, which I look just getting underestimated. And I'm coming out with that five dollar bill, that shiny five dollar bill. 
I don't even. I think you just bet me that it wasn't Justin Hoffman. Yeah, but I was playing my. I mean, that's a smart bet. Because you knew it was Dustin Hoffman. Well, I didn't. I don't think I remembered it was Dustin at the time, but I just knew so. I knew in my bones you were wrong, and you didn't make me say who it was. I just was betting that you were wrong. So I don't know. I think I played it well. I think the um, yeah, all right. I'll I think history will agree. Um, all right. But uh, yeah, I really I Dustin Hoffman, Nick Norman, yeah, a couple of just couple a couple of guys, guys. <laughs> just a couple of guys. No, yeah, I I really love his work. I think um, I that's some, that's some, that's a contemporary artist that I think I look at and feel like yeah, I see or, a connection. Yeah, like I um, I think when you were like showing his work and Harpy around the same time that I was first doing some of the ceramic stuff, and I think just seeing his work, I was like, wow, that you know that's possible. You know, like the same with um, just figuring out what's possible on the loom. You know, it's like seeing another ceramic artist that really like mm-hmm. what they're making and knowing like, okay, um, th- this is a it's a good path. I don't know. I yeah, I, I like his work a lot. I think I it's think he really comes weird. to mind because he's also funny and inspired yeah. by folk art. Yeah. Um. But unlike you, he's not highly educated. And I don't mean that as he's not intelligent, but he didn't go to like, you know, you've gone through it. You were like a highly educated autodidact. Well, now I'm going to put a hole in your theory because I forget what autodidact, what does that mean? (laughs) Self-taught. Right, okay. Because like, it sounds like you you self-taught yourself ceramics and... Yeah, I had a lot of tools in my belt for, I think... Just, um, I think the most, uh, well, I say, yeah, I was gonna say the loom as well, yeah, yeah. Well, the loom, I took one class to kind of what you mm. learn in that class is like how to set it up in general. I mean, it's kind of like it's a pretty opaque, well, for me, who doesn't, I guess it's a series of simple machines, but looking at it, I wouldn't have known what the hell to do, and so it's a kind of an opaque object. So, I did take one class that just said, like, okay, here's how you put the the thread onto the thing. But then beyond that, it's been a lot of just research and like, you know, slowly figuring out what things are called. So I can ask, you know, can I move this and will it still stay together and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I did, I spent my whole um, like school career in painting, which is not something I think I even ever did when I was in school. Um, And so I think, I think my main takeaway from school is actually something that a lot of artists who maybe didn't go that route, like, know anyway, is just like, um, I guess, uh, what is it? Like just how to keep going and how to keep yourself curious and like how to trust that what you're making at some point will start to make sense to you. I think that's, that's something that I ended up getting from school, but that's accessible through so many other routes. Um, yeah, I, I mean, think, think about so many people who went to school and, with us and didn't learn that, you know. Yeah, or something. I mean, I I think the rate of, I think that's pretty low just for art undergrad in general would be my assumption that it's like you, not too many people, um, yeah, stick stick with it or 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 they realize like it wasn't something they loved. I mean, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with going to art school and then being like, nah, it's not. It's, this is not for me, you know? So, um, I don't know. That's what I think is different between, 
I feel like I'm screaming into I've never used these mic this headphone set before. It's gonna be super loud, but um it's just too too late for that observation. <laughs> you gotta delete this whole thing. <laughs> you just check the check the levels. Um but yeah, that that's what I I mean you asked when we started like if we're happier now or something. And I think that's something that I feel very glad to have I think learned since being in, you know, our young twenties is just um feeling more of a sense of trust in your own ability to make things and, and uh, yeah. figure, figure out what's going on. What the hell I think it's funny when you don't trust it. And uh, sometimes I'll make a drawing in five minutes. That's very good. And yeah. I won't believe in it. I'll say this. I need to work more. I need to do. Yeah. Do that's more. an old, old ghost coming up yeah. out of the swamp. Trying to knock you down. No, it's like, well, that was for so much of, um, like what I started realizing is like, you know, there's the sketches I would make for the drawing or for the sculpture, like to me, like had so much more character than the actual yeah. drawing I'd end up making. And it's like, that's how I started working with these like tiny tiles. Cause there isn't room to like get more intense about it. Like it has to be that quick, almost like an, you know, a written note. Um, Cause there's, there's no space to kind of like go overboard and, True. Mm. And the glaze is just not going to allow for yeah, that no, kind of thing. Yeah, the glaze, like, half the time it wipes it out. So <laughs> I'm still still figuring that out. But um, Do you have a thorough sketch process for arriving at the work, or is it more intuitive? No. Yeah, it's just... The process well, That's what I mean about... It. Yeah, that's what I mean about trust. It's just, like, I'm kind of... I don't know that this will work forever, and I don't even know if it's working right now, but in my in my mind, it's working to just be, like... Um, like you said, stuff in your mind or stomach with art references. Like I feel kind of like I'm just trusting that it's in my muscles to know when to stop or what to do and, and kind of work. I think my dad talks about this too, just like kind of working in this different mindset that isn't, you're not asking those questions while you're making it. You're not saying what, what am I doing? What is this? You mm -hmm. make it and then you kind of, you know, maybe you think about it when you're taking a break or you think about it later in the process or me, that's what I do. Not necessarily you. I keep saying you, but I think that makes sense for anything. You know, you yeah. get too caught up in thinking about something while you're doing it. It's probably not going to. Well, maybe not result. in the like medical world, but in, in our world, I think, I think True. it's better. It's, it works fine. Yeah. I don't know what those doctors are doing. Maybe that's how they work too, but I hope don't know. I don't know many. I don't know. I, I did have like, I don't know. It's like that old joke about orthodontists and then they're always like dropping stuff. But I did, I got my wisdom teeth out a while ago and they just, I had to be awake for it because I'm allergic to anesthetic, I guess. And then what? they just like, they explode your teeth. That's what they electric shock your teeth into bits and then they pick <laughs> them out. Like it just seems like so much less efficient. I, I guess, I don't know. But they did like, I got some teeth down my throat. I don't know. It was. It's like a bad dream. Yeah. Like I, I eat my teeth all the time in my nightmares, swallowing teeth. Them? <laughs> like I swallow my teeth. You well, at least then that? you know, like, no, mine are like, they wiggle and come out. And then I have to like pose for picture day or something. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I can't get away with not showing off what I've done by forgetting the floss, you know, for, you know, what, uh, part of a year. I want to end this on a joke because. Well, I don't know. One of the things I can't manufacture that. I probe a lot of people these days because I fear that jokes are just 
absolutely like going extinct because I asked no. a lot of, and, the, and they don't even know, you know, because like, no, let's be real. How, how many jokes that are good are oh, not you mean like offensive? A, a written joke? No, like, like a joke. Like you said, there's a joke about an orthodontist. Give it to me. No, I don't have it. <laughs> what is the joke? He drops things inside of people. <laughs> I get, uh, I think I'm like, I thought I was allowed to be a little more loose with my words with you. Now I have to find the you exact are. right word. Does he drop things inside of people? That's the joke? Yeah, and it's pretty good. Is that what you wanted to end on? <laughs> no. My orthodontist hands are so slippery. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're so covered in that orthodontic gel. No, please. I don't want people to remember me for this. For my orthodontic, uh, for roasting an orthodontic. What's the, what's the best? It could also be the worst reaction to your work you've, you've had. Uh... Worst reaction. Anything stand out? Yeah, you know what? This kind of hurt me. Um, it was like one of the first times I was showing these sculptures. It's so minor. I like feel embarrassed that I'm that I, I even thought it's like not worth. Go ahead. So yeah, I was on the show, and then uh, I was teaching at the time. A bunch of my students came, and they were really sweet. And then this person who was not my student, but was a student, so they were very young. I just remember them going up to one of the pieces and I was like standing right there, but they didn't know me. And they were talking to their friend. They were like, yeah, but what does it mean? Like, I don't get why they use these materials. And then they left. And I just felt like I, at the time I just felt like I failed. Cause I thought those questions still mattered. I mean, I told you the story wouldn't be worth it, but this is what I can think of. Like, no, no, no. That I, I, I didn't pass the litmus test that I don't agree with. Like, I don't agree that that should be a question that should be, have the power to destroy you know the experience of viewing the work but just to see someone like uh put it through the undergrad test and it didn't it didn't pass for them that was like oh man yeah what is is the is this objective to rationalize every single step of the process i mean to be fair the piece that they were responding to i had definitely not figured that out myself i was just like playing around with you know how can i combine you know, I like doing both of these things. Can they go together? Let's see. And, you know, now I think that it actually is a sort of, I can speak about it in that way. I think it is, I do have, you know, I think my reasons for, for using these materials make a little more sense to me. Um, like what the figures are doing and, and um, if, if they're broken, then, oh, it makes sense, you know, to kind of wrap them, to keep them together. Mm-hmm. And then it's this sort of like mutual system of support at the material level, like the, the clay is held together by the string. And it, it's sort of like, you know, if the people or the figures, the characters that I'm representing are people who are like, you know, in wheelchairs or they're crawling or they're attached to someone else or they're like melting into their beds, then it makes sense that I would reference like textiles or histories of like, I don't know, people binding bones back together or mummifying people. I don't know. It makes more. I think it makes, I don't know if I want to say it makes sense, but it has a logic. Yeah. There's a logic that I'm aware of now. And I, I think I wasn't aware of that myself making the early versions of these. So that sort of like, um, yeah, that like right, right. did pretty hard, you know, cause the work can be ahead of you. Yeah. And I absolutely, I think that's a good scenario. And I think that was something that one of our professors in, uh, at UArts said to me that I felt like was a big, uh, roast. She said, your, 
your hand is way ahead of your head. And I think at the time, because I was so like trying to define myself by like everything that I knew, I felt like that kind of popped my ego down. Um, but I think it's, it was true and I think it's still true, but I'm, I'm glad of that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a way to bring this back to Ordonis, but it's okay. We hid that thread. I shouldn't have put that pressure on. Yeah. You put a lot of, yeah. Do you have, okay. No. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been collecting kind of, they're all just, you know, brutally offensive because that's, what's actually a good joke, but, um, your teeth collecting orthodontics opinions or just jokes, jokes. No, I see. I'm trying to think if you could have me interview any artist for a podcast, Oh, uh, now you're trying to get me to do your job. Yeah. Recruiting. <laughs> Give um, me one. Give me one. I wouldn't think of. Oh, I got it. Th- I don't have, uh. you can text it to me. Okay. Yeah. I'll, if, pretend I text have you been right on now, a podcast before me? No. Is it obvious? No. I mean, that's how I start. I haven't been on the phone in general for a while. That's true. So, yeah. I think, and then I was just like nervous. But yeah. I hope my anxiety didn't come through my voice. No. You I was cloaked like it deeply cloaked. <laughs> I got it swaddled in the base of my throat. No, this what a great experience. <laughs> life affirming, life affirming, yeah. life affirming and changing. It, your life has been changed. You just don't know how yet. I mean, now I think I'm not going to be able to stop doing podcasts. They don't have to invite no, me. You on. Be I'm going to find okay. the code. To, yeah, can I? Can I be your returning guest just for the? How many are you trying <laughs> to do? Three more. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know that. Am I trying to do? Yeah. I mean, probably like 50 a year, you know? Wait, so uh, is this your, your new, this has been written into your five-year plan schedule to the I podcast? Sus- I suspect I will do one a week for a very long time. Damn. Yeah. So do you like write out questions or you no. just flow? Yeah. No, I just get horizontal spine yeah. at like a 30 degree angle. <laughs> and then I, you know, it's dark in the room. The oh, cat, right. the, the cat right. is fed. And is that ego? Ego's fed. Yeah. And we're winding down. It's almost bedtime. Yeah, we talked to you right to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I would like, like I said, I want to get 10, then start putting them out there. And I think people will care. I think people will listen. I think. You know, we know a lot of people that listeners would like to know more about. Yeah, those listeners. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. Yeah, they got ears in the in the trees. I'm trying to think of that. Bosch, Bruegel drawing or something. Bosch? Shoot. On that note. Right, yeah. That's how I wanted to go out. <laughs> Just, it's it's just probably flexing. Be, it's probably bedtime for both of us. It's like six thirty over there, nine thirty here. I'm, yeah, I've been up for hours. Yeah, three three hours. Well, thank you for honoring me with even a phone call would yeah, have been well, an honor. No, but this is a recorded all... phone call. Well, I feel like I have to call you now off of this so I can ask you questions because this is very one sided. I guess you the... you can do that. But I am actually going to bed now. All right. I'll, I'll just let it. 
Let it ring. You can write me an email. Okay. That's yeah. what I prefer. Okay. All right, Michael. So nice to hear your voice. Yeah. Same. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Music by Dory Bavarsky and Mingja Chen. Next week, we have Emily's father, David Kettner. 